the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is our two dos mas of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Glad to have y'all here with me for the ride. Hour two, keeping the wheels going, is uh, DJ Carrot Sticks has moved aside. But have no fear because Sesame Broccolini is here. Hello, my dear. Hey, how are you? I'm good. You need to come up with some sound effects for Sesame Broccolini. Yeah, it's a work in progress, but we're going to figure it out. All right. All right. See that you do. Um, It's Wednesday at 7 p.m. Y'all know what time it is. That means that it is time for the one and only the financial thought doctor himself, a.k.a. Fighting Meadows. And he joins me now. Hello, financial thought doctor Dave Elhoff. Hey, Dynamite. How are you? I'm excellent. I'm in quite the good mood now that the Republican Party showed that they had some hoo-haws and decided to, to scrape Kevin McCarthy off the bottom of their shoe. Your thoughts? I'm so sick and tired of the Republicans fighting each other instead of the Democrats that it's driving me crazy. Yeah, but Elhoff, don't you think that they're going to do that now? Get rid of McCarthy because McCarthy wasn't fighting him. He was pretending that he was setting up the stage so that he could do another $4,000 omnibus bill in December, which was just going to give the Democrats everything they wanted from spending. Don't you think it's a good thing we're going to have somebody like Jim Jordan now? If it's Jim Jordan, maybe. I don't know. No one okay. ever since... <laughs> I mean, forever, Republicans always fight each other instead of fighting the Democrats. How is it that the Democrats get behind every measure that they do and their full support? How is well, it that a- the Republicans can't get behind when they have a majority and push through the things they need to push through? I don't get it. Well, it's because the people, the majority of the Republicans in both houses of Congress are really Democrats. And so, yeah, they're I mean, yeah, I mean, seriously. So that so the battle is always because the establishment Republicans, the reason why there's a battle is because the establishment Republicans just want to go along with everything the Democrats want. And then you've got some Republicans that are like, no, we're actually supposed to be the Republican Party. We're actually supposed to to conserve our money and not uh, drive us into $33 trillion in debt. We're actually supposed to protect our borders, right? We're actually okay. supposed to protect our national security. And Kevin McCarthy promised to do all that, and he didn't do it. So, you know, so let's get somebody is, in there who will. The bottom line is, AK, the swamp needs to be drained, period. Yeah, it does. That's why and I like we, Trump is because he's an outsider. He doesn't yeah. care about anyone, and he can take on... The Republicans, the rhinos, he can take on the Democrats, he can take on the press, he can take on all these people, which now they're all gaining up on him. But we need someone like him to shake this tree and get the apples, the rotten apples out of it. 
And I think that that's what happened with McCarthy, because McCarthy's not fighting for us. I sent a, 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 a list of appliances to Elhoff, because Elhoff, he just loves to talk green energy solutions. He's, oh, you know. <laughs> that's a monstrous falsehood. <laughs> So I saw this list of, and this is just, this is not the extensive list, Elhoff. This is just some of the commercial, the home and commercial appliances and equipment targeted by the Department of Energy uh, that they want to regulate or get rid of. Let's start. Dedicated purpose pool pumps. So what? We're not, we're, nobody's going to be allowed to have a backyard pool anymore? Um, we've purpose pool right, pumps? Right. Walk it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally, nobody's going to be able to have a pool anymore, right? Forget you, forget yeah. y'all thinking in, in Arizona when it's a hundred degrees at night, thinking about dipping your toes in a pool. You ain't going to have one. Um, I'm not going to read. Uh, yeah, walk-in coolers and freezers. Exactly how uh, how many restaurants are we going to have left in this country when they have to have walk-in uh, coolers and freezers? Um, forget commercial refrigeration equipment. Um, consumer water heaters, dishwashers, ceiling fan light kits. So I guess you can have a ceiling fan, but it can't have a light on it anymore. Dehumidifiers, furnace fans, refrigerated bottled or canned beverage vending machines. Um, oh, ceiling fans, portable electric spas, um, Residential non-weatherized gas furnaces, clothes dryers, microwave ovens. It's on and on and on, Elhoff. It's ridiculous. It reminds me of when I was in Madagascar about 10 years ago, visiting my daughter and her husband and grandchildren. And we were at Fort Dolphin, which is on the Indian Ocean. It's kind of an exclusive resort. And get this, (laughs) okay, I asked for ice in my cocktail. And you uh-huh. know what they had for ice? They had frozen yeah. liter Coca Cola bottles of water, <laughs> frozen. <laughs> and then they cut it out and chipped the ice to make ice cubes. <laughs> so that's where we're coming to. <laughs> well, how did that they was, freeze the water in the Coke bottles? In the how freezer. do you freeze it? They didn't have ice cube makers. They made it on their own out of these frozen <laughs> bottles of water. They did have so, a freezer. Thank God it was working. This is absolute. This is the level of a of insanity where we're going. This is where we're exactly going in this right. country. We cannot survive this, and the Republican Party. We literally can't survive this, and the oh, Republican another, Party. Kept, uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, went along with every big spending deal that involved all of this green energy insanity. This is what is is, and if we're going to save this country, we've got to guard, we've we've got to get rid of all of them that are oh, that are on board with this crap. This is just mean of the swamp. You're absolutely we, correct. Yeah. And just the gas furnace regulations here uh, that Joe Biden put in, uh, it, in order to meet the standard, it's going to cost on average to replace for for homes to replace their gas furnaces somewhere between twenty five hundred dollars and four thousand dollars. How many Americans right now with this inflation? How many seniors living on a fixed income have four thousand dollars to replace their gas furnace? 
and plus he's still forgiving student loan debt. So people, they need to start funding the student loan debt that's going unpaid and get rid of all their comforts of life. The greatest country in the world that has things that we invented and we developed and now well, you can't have that, but you know those miserable jerks in the White House and Congress—they get paid when the Congress is shut down or the government yeah. shut down. They get air conditioning, they get ice cube makers, they get uh, all these little dedicated purpose pool pumps, direct heating equipment, walk-in coolers and freezers, but not you. Yeah, no. Yeah, the elites, this is communism, Elhoff. The elites never have to live under the weight of their own policies. This is how, this, and this is all about the Great Reset. You'll own nothing and be happy. Uh, They're going to come after air conditioning in cars because they're going to say it uses too much power, right? I mean, you won't, you won't be able to turn your thermostat down below 80 degrees in your home. You're going to be cold in the winter and freezing. We we are literally looking at, at, at extreme, uh, austerity in in our futures if we don't get a grip. Meanwhile, the American people are left to try to figure out their finances and what to do when they're faced with all of this. And that's why I always bring you on the show, because you can help people figure out a plan um, as the insanity. We, we've got a little bit of hope with uh, maybe a new speaker in the House who's going to stand up and get real appropriation bills through and cut some spending and stop some of this insanity. But in the meantime, people can't just bury their heads in their sand and heads in the sand. They got to figure out their money. Right. Yes, and that requires a conversation with a professional, someone that is going to sit down. You don't see what's ahead of you, folks. The demographics that are taking place with this Congress, overspending, and the demographics of going forward, the risk, the regulations, the taxes, the inflation, the de- the uh, uh, destabilization of the dollar, all those things People go through life. They don't talk about those things. Their financial advisor doesn't talk to them about it. The financial advisor uses an old formula that does not work, and it's proven it does not work. And that old formula is you put money to work at a rate of return over time and you equal this accumulation. But that accumulation is not going to be buying power for you because it's going to be eroded by the taxes, inflation, regulation, and all these eroding factors that are there that – the government's going to put in your way. So call me 619-548-0965. Let's have a conversation. Let's see what you're doing. We can project ahead what you're doing and counter in with these eroding factors. And is there a better way to do it to get your dollar earning more than a dollar's worth of work? Or can we get it working through the velocity of money factor? And that's what you need to do, folks. Right. Yeah, and on top of that, Elhoff can also use a formula to determine what your risk is with Irma, um, which we've talked about yeah. on the show before. So um, there's a lot of things to consider. We've also done segments about reverse mortgage. Uh, that could be a great tool for you. So, you know, what what Elhoff and I don't give, you know, patented boilerplate cookie cutter things like, oh, go buy gold. You know, Elhoff yeah. is a true professional. He's not on here to hawk a product. Um, he actually is a true financial financial consultant. Give the number out one more time, Elhoff. 
619-548-0965. And we tell you not to go buy gold, but we tell you not to sell everything and buy one thing. Right. We tell right. you to diversify. So 619-548-0965 or go to my website, financialthoughtdoctor, spelled out, dot com, financialthoughtdoctor.com. There's plenty of videos there that can educate you. Andrea, have a good rest of your week, and I hope the you. Tigers start looking better. Yeah, Saturday wasn't looking good, my dear. No, that was <laughs> ugly. But thank you for bringing it up and reminding me. <laughs> All right, you guys stay tuned. Love you, my dude, El Hoff. Talk at you next week. Stay tuned to another segment of Andrea K. Show coming right up. Andrea K. telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I think we need to talk a little media reaction to the Hamas attacks. Um, somebody found one of my old tweets from a few years ago where I referred to them as Hamas holes. <laughs> I'm glad I came up with that. <laughs> Hamas holes. Uh, that's a kind word to call these animals. So apparently... And we know not only do we have uh, Hamas uh, sympath- terrorist sympathizers in the U.S. government and in Congress, we also know that they are entrenched in the media as well. So, uh, but in an attempt, apparently, for CNN to try to prove to the viewers out there uh, that they're not, you know, friends with the Hamas holes, uh, Hamas holes, uh, I guess Chris Cuomo... And his producer team got a hold of one of the heads of Hamas and decided to invite him on his show. And here is Chris Cuomo describing what went down. Uh, to be clear, for those of you saying, oh, you were going to talk to Hamas and then you didn't because you're biased. Please. All right. No or be quiet. All right. Here is the video of Osama Hamdan, the main spokesperson for Hamas. Dusty, show what happened. He was watching the show. I will give you one. He was minute. saying, I don't like the studio. I, I thought we were going to be Thank on. Thank you. No, you didn't told me that the situation would be like this. I will leave. Thank you very much. So he decided to walk away. And I'll tell you why. You don't have to be a mind reader. He didn't want to have to follow the reality of the pain that his organization has caused. Hamas is a terror organization. Listen, friend of Hamas holes, um, nobody is buying. So evidently he tweeted out or whatever promoted he was going to interview Hamas. And then the dude walks off the set. So um, he says something at the beginning Sesame about, you know, so to, to, that this was about trying to prove that they weren't um, friendly to Hamas or that they weren't biased. But a couple things I want to point out that I want to get your take. First of all, that he admits that the guy was complaining that he didn't like the studio. Right. So to me, the first thing that jumps out is Hamas went there believing that he was going to be treated like, you know, he was Howard Stern, the king of all media, that he was going there to be greeted by friends and, you know, didn't like the setup. So he clearly went there believing as a viewer himself, this Hamas hole, as a viewer himself, that CNN was friendly to Hamas. That's my takeaway. Do you agree? 
Uh, I do agree. <laughs> I, I just think it's fascinating uh, that really that this was uh, an effort to. I don't know what he was trying to do here, uh, Mr. Cuomo. I don't know what he's ever been trying to do really with his whole career. Um, and uh, <laughs> I honestly think this this could have been good for him because Lord knows what he would have said in that interview. So maybe this was maybe this guy walking away was the best thing that could have happened to him because uh, which is bad for us though, unfortunately, because it means we're stuck with Chris Cuomo. Which I don't know if Hamas would take him off our hands i don't know if we could tr- <laughs> if we could do a trade or like a we we go slightly easy in our military support for israel or easier than we would normally would go if they just take them but I, if we're going to do that maybe we could f- send a send a squad out to the gaza strip as well like GoFundMe, you know raise some money up for a field trip and we got cuomo we got chris lick from cnn we got all of msnbc we've got all of the ho we've got all the the v- ladies of the view we got chensaki and then we have the squad i on a press leave she had to leave uh we could send them to the gaza strip and, th- and they could see you know really what what's going on and see what's what because we got a lot of people that are willing to defend this movement that are totally silent mm-hmm. about what's going on and i don't think they understand the irony because if rashida talib tried this stuff in the gaza strip they would publicly execute her, which is not <laughs> yeah. something I want to see happen. I just think no. it's ironic. It's like, go take your pride stuff and your trans indoctrination and go take that to the Muslim Arab world and exactly. see how far it gets you. See what happens. Yeah, yeah. they'll take that. They'll take that flagpole, that LBGT flagpole and shove it up her hoo-ha and parade around with her at the top of, of, of that uh, flagpole. Like she's Gaddafi. Um, like she's Gaddafi. Yeah. Yes, like she's Gaddafi. Um, so you mentioned MSNBC. Hopefully I'm going to have the audio for this for tomorrow night's show. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, well, before I move on from that, um, I would never interview anybody from Hamas. CNN welcomed one of the leaders of Hamas into their studio. To me, Hamas gets anywhere near me. And I'm and hopefully I'm going to be armed in that moment. And I'm going to put a cap between their heads, between their between his eyes. These people have beheaded children, slaughtered women. And you're going to go, yo, dude, want to do a hit, you know, at six o'clock? You know, here's the topics. What? No, that's supposed. And, and then that was supposed to be Chris Cuomo. Oh, he didn't want to hear how much he's hurt people. That's that's CNN trying to act as though uh, they care about the Israelis who's died. Um, it, that's almost as bad, though, as Andrea Mitchell over on MSNBC. She apparently had the mom of uh, whose ch- whose son was kidnapped by Hamas on her show. I can't imagine I'm actually shocked that the mother of this son that was kidnapped is doing a TV interview. Clearly, she's doing this, in my opinion, because she's trying to get the world to get behind these families and have the number one priority being the return of their their loved ones, right? Although when she says that her son is kidnapped, I want to know what age he is, but I posted on my socials. I, I can't pull the audio because there's no real audio, but you, they, they, the IDF has a Hamas terrorist there, and he's asking him, why are you taking children? And he doesn't want to answer. And he says, talk, and he's screaming at him, talk, in Hebrew. It doesn't play on radio because the caption is, is it's not in English. It's So um, he admits it's t- to, quote, dirty them. And the IDF officer says, what do you mean dirty them? And he sees, he says, rape. So even if these children come out alive, they've been destroyed. So she goes, but this mom goes on Andrea Mitchell 
and Andrea Mitchell, this is, this is a, this is a townhall.com retweeted the interview and says, you've got to see the look of sheer belief on the face of this Israeli mother whose son was kidnapped by Hamas. When MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell asks her, quote, what are your feelings about the attacks on Gaza right now? Can you believe Sesame Broccolini that she asked this Israeli mother, basically, how do you feel about Palestinians getting bombed right now after her son was kidnapped by terrorists? I just can't believe that. I've never seen progressives or self-called progressives, Democrats, people on the left, whatever you want to call them, the, the, um, the sheer amount of victim blaming that is going on right now, just to borrow a phrase from the progressive left, is absolutely absurd. We are living through one of the most devastating and costly terrorist attacks throughout all of recorded human history, and we still don't know the total number of casualties, fatalities, thousands injured, an entire people fighting for their lives, and what this 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 msnbc host thinks it's it's we should just assume that somehow israel had this coming that somehow they did something wrong it's we've had such effective brainwashing painting the palestinians as total victims and painting israel as an oppressor apartheid state Mm -hmm. which is so far from reality it makes me physically ill but this is just a great testament to how effective the media brainwashing has been for years and years all of the anti-semitism the soft browbeating at benjamin netanyahu and his conservative party in israel that all of this brainwashing has created a situation in which people accept this kind of terrorism as if it's just par for the course just another day in this wacky thing we called life instead of being one of the most horrific terrorist attacks and deadliest attacks in all of human history across the planet across time and space but the victim blaming here is really what gets me it's just yeah it's so absurd well is she re-victimized this mother this mother's son here and here's what the mom's response was she was way nicer than i would have been she says you're looking for a symmetrical situation i must say it isn't in other words you're trying to act as though what's going on is is you know equivalent they bombed us like it like it's some kind of you know um uh, equal situation and she says countries do not take children hostages it's against the laws of war it's against humanity she says every time we had missiles shot at us I used to say to my children they should be sympathetic toward the children of Gaza because they suffer a lot more than they do meaning her children she says I'm not sure I believe it now the only worry I have right now from the bombings in Gaza is the fact that my children are there I can't be sympathetic to animal human beings well they're not even really human beings who came into my house broke everything stole everything and took my children from their bedrooms and took them to the Gaza Strip. Israel has never done that and it never will do, so there is no symmetry. Unbelievable that MSNBC and Andrea Mitchell did that to this Israeli mother. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We're going to take a break. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't forget our podcast. Download it wherever you get your podcast. 
Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. I've got a couple of emails I want to read out to you guys when we come back in a, in, in a moment. But we're going to shift gears and bring it back here to California because uh, a law was passed here in California I found interesting today, and I want to get your take on it too, Sesame Broccolini. It's Senate Bill 673. It's California's newly enacted Ebony Alert Law. It's the first of its kind in the nation to prioritize the search for black youth gone missing. Uh, Newsom signed this into law on Sunday. It's an alert notification system similar to an Amber Alert to address the crisis of missing black children and young women. So it goes into effect January 1, and it will allow the highway patrol to activate the alert upon request from local law enforcement when a black youth goes missing in the area. The Ebony Alert will utilize electronic highway signs and encourage use of radio, TV, social media, and other things. Um, It will be used for missing black people ages 12 to 25. Quote, data shows that black and and brown, uh, our indigenous brothers and sisters, when they go missing, that's very rarely the type of... Go missing, there's very rarely the type of media attention, let alone Amber Alerts and police resources that we see with our white counterparts, says State Senator Bradford, Democrat and creator of the legislation. He had, we feel it's well beyond time that we dedicate something specifically to help bring these young women and girls back home because they're missed and loved just as much as their counterparts. Um, the, the reality is um, Amber Alerts, according to this article here, um, are not really particularly successful in finding, I, I don't think there's been much of a record of success in, in finding. And the, the truth of the matter is, um, most of the time children go missing, it's because of a family member that's involved. There's a 48-hour window uh, of getting them back. And Amber Alerts are rarely, I watch a whole lot of true crime. I became obsessed with missing children and what happened with children when Adam Walsh went missing. And I don't know if you know that story, Sesame Broccolini. You might know who Adam Walsh is. He ended up hosting the very successful TV show, um, uh, not Crime Stoppers. It was the one, oh gosh, a former coworker of mine was on it. Um, gosh, it's going to drive me crazy. Was it a you big know network the show? show? Like, yeah, it was a show on Sunday nights, and John Walsh was the host of it, and it wasn't Crime Stoppers, um, and it, it it was a crime show, and if you have information on, on the whereabouts of this person, and it would profile crimes that took place, and it would show individuals, in fact, a co-worker of mine um, ended up on the show, and he was apprehended at the airport the next day. But anyway, Adam Walsh's son, Adam John Walsh's son, Adam Walsh, was abducted and in, in Florida and beheaded. And that was when children, missing childrens, became on milk cartons. And I had a little, you know, niece and nephew at the time, and so I've been worried about missing children. So I and I follow true crime a lot in my life in my spare time. And so I I watch a lot of missing, you know, uh, cases of of missing children. And the reality is, is Amber Alerts are almost not successful at all in the recovery of them. And so my point is, is that this is just another way of the left 
uh, to continue to try to stoke racism uh, in this country. We, is there a disparity in between whether or not like uh, Native American women and, uh, uh, being missing and not uh, being searched for? Yes. Um, but it, it, it's this what this is about right here is it's strictly about trying to foster hatred and trying to foster the notion that black people are oppressed in this country and that this is somehow going to do anything to help. And it's not, I don't know if I explained any of that. Well, well, look, it seems like, I, I mean, there, there are a lot of different ways to think about it. My, my gut reaction is if we want to solve more crimes and solve more cases and put more bad guys away, then let's just start by refunding the police departments that had resources stripped from them throughout 2020, 2021, 2022. Why don't we just start with giving detectives more resources, more people that can make phone calls, that can conduct investigations, they can go speak with witnesses or people who are at the scene of the crime, possibly. Why don't we just start with actually supporting our boys in blue and reminding the people that the, the police officers are here to protect and serve, but they can't do that if we cut them at, cut them off at the knees by completely removing all of their funding. So how about we just start widespread. Let's just go with refunding police departments. And then from there, we can talk about this weird sort of outgrowth of modern identity politics where we have to, like you're saying, right. get into this weird area where it's like, well, some victims matter more than other victims because this is based on the narrative that we made up a long time ago to justify the destruction of America as being some sort of right. evil, systemically racist nation, which it's not. So uh, obviously, so I, I think that's the first thing. My heart goes out to anyone who's missing, but even right. just the way that, that officials are talking about this, like, well, it's basically what they're implying is that some kids of particular backgrounds matter more to us and other kids don't. So and it is cut and dry, white and black, unfortunately. Um, and you just have to deal with it and accept this new moral framework where we right. decide to investigate a case based on based on the demographics of the person who did right. it, the perpetrator, and based on the demographics of the victim, the person who suffered, instead of just looking at all human life as being valuable. So once again, this is right. a pro-death society, a post-Christian America for you. Um, and this is identity politics rearing its ugly head it's once again and getting people killed. Exactly. That's exactly what it's about. It's complicated. A lot of black, uh, a lot of uh, blacks uh, th that are missing are not reported. Um, same thing with the indigenous women situation. Uh, largely, the issue is about investigations. And it does come back to a detective shortage in this country. And the fact that when you've got a crime wave and people missing, it's these, these are these are the most difficult cases to solve is missing and exploited children and missing people in general. It's incredibly difficult to solve and it requires a lot of cooperation, a lot of information that a lot of different communities don't want to share. So um, to, 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 to make it come down, like you said, to just a black or white issue uh, doesn't do anybody any service. And if you read the article that I posted on the socials, uh, Timothy Griffin, associate professor of criminal justice at University of Nevada, Reno, said he has been studying the Amber Alert uh, system since its inception. He says it's not effective 
effective and it's not worth replicating the service service nationally. He says it's rare for a citizen to see the alert and spot the missing child or for the alert to scare an abductor into returning the child. So this is just this is just platitudes meant to continue to send the wrong message to Americans in this country. If we care about returning, finding missing children, um, it will be, as you said, it will be about refunding law enforcement. And that's the end of that. All right. Going to take a break. Final segment on tonight's Andrea K. Show. Poor Pete Buttigieg. What happened to Pete Buttigieg today? Where did he get run off today and by whom? We're going to share that with you when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Don't forget you can email me, andreakayshow.com. Our 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Got an email here from John. He says, according to county officials, the Biden administration has had his Border Patrol drop off 15,000 illegals into San Diego in the last three weeks. Let's say only 1% of those. Only 1% of those are the special interest aliens. You know, the terrorists that have come into this country. Um. What's 1% of 15,000? 150? Mm-hmm. Yep. It only took 19 hijackers to pull off 9-11. That's a, lot, that's a big number, my peeps. That's a big number of, of illegal, aliens, uh, illegal aliens coming into this country. Going to read a couple other emails here. Alice... My girl, Mo, she says, sad state of affairs. What a sorry sack of excrement John Kirby is. No information from any of them. He looks and acts weak, dumb and stupid. As I said before, I could do diversity hire Kareen's act of pretending she knows what she's doing. (laughs) I could refer to anyone as easily as she does. The administration will be known as the SS of S. Not a warm feeling when I retire for the evening. May the good Lord be with us. Prayers for the world and Israel. Absolutely. Y'all keep those emails coming. Don't have time to read any more. I tell you who's not having a good day today. Oh, let me read this one other email because I think this is really important. This comes uh, from Janet Marie. She says, Valerie Jarrett, who runs the White House with Obama, uh, her mother's the female head of the Muslim Brotherhood. We know that, right? Um, I had forgotten that Valerie Jarrett had ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. I had absolutely forgotten that. The ties to terrorism runs very deep right now in our government. Y'all remember when Michelle Bachman tried, I think I mentioned this last night, she tried to bring attention. She tried to stop the fact that the Muslim Brotherhood had, had infiltrated our government so much, and she was shouted down. Uh, in large part by Republicans. All right, let's get into Pete Buttigieg's bad day, shall we? Because I always like to end the show now on something that's a little funny and a little fun. So Pete Buttigieg went somewhere today to have some fun and yammer about climate change, I guess, or, you know, cooking up more ways to destroy our energy sector. And he was met with some non-friendly types. Uh, Sesame Broccolini, if you can play this clip. About environmental racism and it's about the climate impacts this project will have. Secretary, would you care to address this? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, so this has to do with uh, uh, a set of. Uh... Describe what the proposal is, where it is, and where it is in the process. 
So I, I don't want to say anything off the cuff, but I respect where you're coming from. 80,000 comments have been submitted. The communities have spoken. Go Flake, stop Petro Pete. Stop, stop, and go flink. Stop, Petro-Pete. Stop, Petro-Pete. By the way, these little numbskulls, they don't realize that it's Petrol, right? P-E-T-R-O-L. Who's Petro-Pete? Did they mean Pedo-Pete? What, what's going on here? There's too many Peters and, and Pipers and packs of pickled peppers. <laughs> they're, they're getting all their things mixed up. They're, they're getting all the insults mixed up. <laughs> Uh, petrol, by the way, for they were a little on the clever side, though. Petrol is what uh, the Europeans refer to as gas, right? Um, I don't know what they were yammering about um, in terms of some petition they were trying to get signed. But look, you know, here we are. We've got a crisis in the Middle East. We're energy dependent on, you know, the, the people over there and OPEC as well as, you know, um, you know, China and Russia and the rest of the world. And these these numbskulls are yammering at Petro Pete. But at least we can appreciate the fact that he's having a bad day. Here's here's another good story that I enjoyed hearing about today. I don't know if you heard this one. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I'm laughing, even though it's a horrifying story. Um, parents attacked a naked man after he reportedly attempted to molest children inside a Seattle area J.C. Penny story. And if you want to go and see the pictures, it's on, uh, there's a screenshot, a picture on uh, Gateway Pundit. This was in Tuckwilla, Washington. Um a group of Seattle parents attacked a naked man inside a J.C. Penney store for attempting to molest children. A reporter confirmed the incident, incident took place on October 1 inside the South Center Mall. A woman recorded the incident saying he's like holding the kid and claims the naked man is trying to sexually assault two kids he has with him inside the store. She can be heard asking why the police are not present. Uh, as the woman is complaining about the lack of police presence, a group of men decide to take matters into their own hands. They start chasing after the naked man who briefly disappears behind a pole. And you can actually see the video. And he, he's trying to push back against the men who get him uh, under uh, submission. So this is this is. Uh, uh, this is what we need to have. We got, you know, it, and this is in Washington. God bless these dudes for willing to, you know, stand up and try to fight against us. This is what we need to happen in this country. We need more men willing to step in. We have, we've had seen too many. I, I, I thought it was going to end on a funny note. Um, but, you know, I, I actually think this is a good news story because we've seen too many videos, Sesame Broccolini, of men sitting back and watching women be assaulted, watching uh, adults be, be punched in the face and just videotaping it. These assaults happen across the country and doing nothing about it. And I've been complaining about where are the men. I wouldn't necessarily call the men that I'm watching in this video alpha males. They're kind of beta males, but at least they uh, stepped in. And stepped up to the plate. Yeah, look, betas are not. They're doing a lot more than most other people are doing. And I, I, I don't know why the media has done this, but anytime you see a, a good Samaritan step in, they usually get blamed for anything wrong that goes bad. And especially when it comes to dealing with people who are likely 
experiencing some kind of a breakdown. I mean, if you're naked in a JCPenney trying to molest kids, something has clearly gone wrong. And obviously, you have to be stopped. And what are, what are parents supposed to do? What are people supposed to do? Sit around and wait for the crime to happen and then come in and have some yeah. kumbaya circle about restorative justice? Like, no, you see someone about to commit a crime, you quash it. You stop it. Plain and simple. Yeah. It's Especially easy. when it involves children. I, I just wish that uh, he had been stopped, you know, a good guy with a gun stopping a bad guy with, with you know, a body part that he's trying to, yep. you know, inflict onto children. <laughs> I just wish a good guy with a gun had, you know, or where's Lorena Bobbitt when we need her, right? Um, you know, I personally think you try to you try to molest a child, you deserve to be shot in your in your body part and, and then uh, in your brain. That's my personal take on it. Seems kind of like an easy way out, though, for him, you know? I mean, they, they got to suffer a little well, more than that. True. You think so? Yeah, well, a, a little know. bit. Come on. I mean, there's something about rotting in prison forever that's that's got to be more torturous and more fitting. Mm, this is true. This is true. You don't think a bullet to the winky is pretty painful for a dude? I think it's painful. I just don't want that pain to be over so quickly. <laughs> oh, you want long suffering. That's what I'm saying. Have, yeah. them, have them in the prison yeah. yard turning big rocks into little rocks under the hot sun because they fought the law and the law won. Yeah. In keeping with our theme of Islamic terror, I think one thing that could happen uh, to him is, you know, we've got here's how far we've gone in this country to being terrorist sympathizers and welcoming uh, the worst of Islam into our country is we couldn't get Democrats in some of these Islamist stronghold areas to put legislation on the books to ban female genital mutilation. I say we get some pervert genital mutilation happening in this country to where if you're convicted of trying to assault a child sexually, somebody like me gets to come in with a rusty knife and start hacking things off just like they do to 12 year old girls in uh, under Sharia law. Uh, and then they get thrown into jail. We seriously need to start enacting some old school, harsh punishment on these creeps. Instead, what we've got is like here in California, where we had a bunch of child uh, rapists and child sex offenders just released from prison uh, in the last year. So the Democrat, what's the theme of tonight's show? Whether we're talking about children, our border, uh, you know, um, uh, the anti-United States people within our government. Uh, we, we, we've got to start accepting responsibility as individuals. We've got to start defending ourselves. We've got to start fighting for our country individually. Um, thanks for you guys being here tonight. Appreciate it. Tomorrow is Friday Eve. We're going to have fun. We'll be back 6 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you, DJ Sesame Broccolini. Appreciate all the work you do. Email me at andreakshow.com. 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Peace out. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.